So good morning, Eastside family. This is the time where we want to let our children ages three through third grade make their way to junior worship and junior worship if you're new here. And I do see some new faces. Maybe you have some kids in that age range. Just follow the parents who are going in that direction. And as they're doing that, I want to remind you of a very important aspect of our worship assembly, and that is the offering that we bring to God every Sunday. That's such an important, not just doing business of the church, but it's a great expression. It's a great way to worship God. And so we've made it possible for you to uh, give your offering in four different ways. And I always read the prompter here that gives me those instructions, but I've got it memorized. You can, if you are uh, live streaming with us, you can... Go on to our website at eastsidesprings.com. Uh, there's a little button there that says give. Click on that easy button. Follow the instructions. You can do an automatic draft through your bank. A lot of folks do that. Thank you, guys. You can also mail your check to the church building. A lot of you all who aren't able to be with us still are, are doing that. We so appreciate that. But if you are here in person, you can drop your contribution off there at the table. And it means the world to us, the faithfulness in your giving. And now if you're not here in person, but you are here with us live streaming, it means the world to us that you're here. We welcome you and we are humbled and honored that you would take time to be with us. So let's take our Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 2. And in a moment we're going to jump into verse 14. So I think this is 15b. I'm sitting right next to you. Good grief. Lucky me. Yeah, look at you, man. These, these seats are getting smaller and smaller. I think these people haven't gotten here yet. I'm going to move their seat up a little bit more so I can get some room here. That's the cheapest version of Economy Plus that you just made happen. Better, better believe it, man. Hey, my name's Eddie. Eddie Eric. Good to meet you. Good nice to, meet to meet you. you. Where are you headed? Oh, man, I'm, I'm headed to Nashville. I'm, uh, I'm going on a business trip, and I probably do this trip, I don't know, Almost every other month, it seems like now. What? Nice. So anyway, that's, that's my plan today. Headed there, should get there around noon today. My dad lives there, so I got to hang out with him too. Yeah, great. So. Yeah, I'm just going for business. So yeah, what do you do? I work in the pharma industry. Oh, no kidding, farm industry, that's cool. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually an IT consultant. Oh, yeah, and so, praise. Okay, so, so if you're thinking, if you're thinking like, he just lied. He's not an IT consultant. <laughs> if you know me, you know that's not true. Let me, let me explain to you what we're doing here. In our mission of making disciples, there are many ways the Holy Spirit can work through us to, to help lead a person to faith. But two of the primary ways, there's two primary ways that we're looking at, and we looked at it one of them last week, is just sharing your faith story. And, and Caitlin did an incredible job last week. It was so powerful just telling us uh, how she came to know Jesus and the difference he made in her life. But there's another aspect of sharing your faith is not only telling your story, but it's telling the story of Jesus. And that's, that's the gospel. And so I could preach a sermon to you of the gospel and here's how you would share it with others, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to do it in a, in a setting where I've met somebody, like I'm sitting here next to this pagan unbeliever, and <laughs> I mean, I've picked one, right? And um, I'm just going to share with him the story of Jesus. 
And, and what, what, I wanted, what I want you to notice, why am I an IT consultant? Because you're sitting there going, well, you're a preacher, you're supposed to do that. But I said this to you last week, in John chapter 4, I gave that to our life groups. Do think about the fact that this woman that converted her city, she wasn't a preacher, she wasn't preaching a sermon, she was telling a story, and that's like Caitlin, she's not a preacher, she wasn't preaching a sermon, she, but she had a story, and so like, don't let the obstacle be in your heart thinking, oh, that's for preachers, or... Uh, I can't do that. I'm not a preacher. The mission of making disciples, that's, that's a calling of us all. So now what I want you to watch it happens is I'm just going to engage this guy in conversation. But I want to take the conversation, and I don't think it's fair to say I'm manipulative, but I think I'm going to try to lead this conversation spiritually. You can see Jesus in John 4. He starts out with this woman, and they're talking about water, but he didn't say, yes, yeah, great, great water, and uh, man, best water ever. He moved that conversation spiritually and started talking about faith and there's like you don't have to go and do it like this this is the only way to do it there's many ways you can engage someone in conversation to lead them into sharing the gospel one of the great ways you can do that is just somehow in conversation mention church and as you do that that kind of gets a thought oh the guy goes to church maybe that'll start the conversation okay so let's see how that goes unfreeze <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, you're telling me you're from Colorado Springs? I am. I live a little north of there. Yes. Yeah, you familiar with the area? Or? Uh, yeah, I've lived here. I moved here in 2014, and uh, um, yeah, I've lived here. It's been great working in the IT world. Um, you said you're working in farm industry, right? Pharma. Ph oh, pharma. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I, that's pretty neat. I have a friend... Um, we go to church together, actually, and he works in the same industry, and man, he travels all the time. So I, I know a little bit about it from, from knowing him, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. <laughs> so, what about you? You know, I, um, where do you go to church? I don't. Oh, you don't? No, that's really not my thing. Okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. Not that there's a problem with that. I, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of folks who are like that. I, I think I used to be like that one time in my life. You know, I was thinking, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday, and I don't know how you feel about it, sitting next to a Christian, but there, there seems to be like, there seems to be this negative perception in our culture today towards, towards, it seems like it's growing, negative perception towards, towards church, towards Christianity, and just towards the Christian faith. And I'm just, you know, I was talking with a Christian about it yesterday, but I'd be curious, if you don't mind, like, what's your take on it? Um, what, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, you... You seem like a nice guy, so don't take this the wrong way. All right, well, thanks, but, man. I, you know, in general, I I don't know that much about it. What little bit I know, you know, you see on TV, news, conversations, and most of it is just either negative, confusing. I mean, I see on TV where some big, you know, preacher type. Oh, yeah. They're That's running off with 
church secretary or the church money. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, I just don't have a, look, I don't, no offense to you. I just, no, it's, it's cool, man. I I'm just good. don't, it's just not something I really hold in high regard right. or think positively about. I just have a negative impression of church and Christians as a whole. Freeze. Okay, so up to this point, I haven't felt too awkward. I mean, a little bit there, right? Okay, but we started out a conversation, but it has to go somewhere at this point. We can't just leave it at that and say, well, what do you think about the Broncos or whatever? How, how am I going to move this conversation deeper spiritually? And this is the part where, where I would say it takes courage. It takes courage because what you're going to see me do in a minute is I'm getting ready to pull out my Bible. And like, what's he going to think when I do that? And I'm going to share scripture with him. I remember one time, this is a true story. I was on a plane and I don't know if I was preparing a lesson or if I was just getting my morning, doing my morning reading on the plane. But the, the plane flight attendant walked up past me and she looked down and she said where everybody else could hear, oh, a Bible banger. And so, you know, you got this, oh, what are they going to think? Right now, we're okay. We're having conversations. We would go to church, but I think it, it takes a, a little bit of courage. And so what, what I'm going to do is, you're going to notice, is, is I'm going to bring him in to a passage in Acts chapter 2. And it's kind of like this perfect, what do you share? I don't know how to do this. I'm not a preacher. You just go to Acts chapter 2, and you follow this amazing story. And it basically has, it has an outline. And you just walk someone through the story. Oh, if, if you can read and say, this is what I just read, then you can do this. Now, what I would encourage you to do is be thinking about three different questions that you want to, uh, if we can put this up on the screen, three different questions that you want to be thinking about, because this is what this story does. It answers three questions. Who is Jesus? What did he do? And what does it matter? Like, what does that mean for me? And so that's where I'm going to walk him through this text. And I'm just going to help him. We're going we're to work through answering his questions. And you're going to notice I'm going to read my Bible to him. You're going to think, that's kind of weird. That's kind of awkward. And that takes a little bit of courage. But I'm going to tell you, there is absolutely no replacement for the powerful word of God. It's the seed I'm trying to get inside of him right now, okay? And so I got a lot of cool things to say. I may be very persuasive, but nothing is like the word of God because faith comes by here hearing and hearing by the word of God and not only am I going to share scripture if you don't have a bible you got your phone or maybe you can remember scriptures just let God's word pour forth and then I'm going to share with them the gospel we're not just going to have theological debate and talk I'm going to share with them the story of Jesus because if you've been in Gary's class on Sunday mornings the gospel is the power of God Romans chapter 1 we've been studying unto salvation it's explosive that's what creates faith so now i got to figure out how to get him into that story, all right? Unfreeze. So, to be honest with you, I get the negative perceptions that people feel about church and Christianity. And I'm kind of thinking from what I feel and from what I hear from people, Eric. It's Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I, I hear from people is that I think there's two reasons for it. I've, honestly, it's embarrassing. But there's a lot of Christians and a lot of churches that, that kind of create that reputation. They kind of give that bad perception. 
And I think also there's a lot of people who have a negative perception of church and Jesus and faith because they just don't, they don't really, they don't really understand it. They've never really, like that was my story. There was a period in my life, and I'm serious, that I was turned off to Christianity because I had in my mind, this is what it is. And I thought, man, I'm not into that. Hmm. And then, and then this guy I met, and we were just talking, kind of like we're talking now, he began sharing with me about Christ and Christianity, and, and it's like, wow, that's totally different than what I had been thinking. It's like the barriers of negativity came down. So that, that's, that was my experience. Wow. I mean, I'm curious, what... What exactly did he say? I mean, obviously, you, you've, you have a different perspective today than what you had at one point. Oh, yeah. That changed. I, in short, what, I mean, what did he say that changed your perspective? Well, in short, that's a good point because our planes, our flights. I emphasize are, in short. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an IT consultant, not a preacher, right, man? Well, our, our flight's not that long anyway. Well, I would say it was like this. He took me to Scripture, the Bible. You're familiar? I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know okay. what the Bible is, but it's, honestly, I don't have... So he, he I'm took, not that familiar with it, and what little familiarity what? I do have I is, I is more either. confusing than... Yeah, yeah, I get that. So he took me to Scripture, and he did three things. He just said, Eddie, let me show you who Jesus is. And let me show you what he did for you. And let me show you what that means for you. And it was like, it was like my eyes and my ears and my heart. I mean, I don't want to come on really high pressure or anything, but I, I could share with you what he, what he showed. And I, I, could, I could explain it to you if you'd like for me to. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, right? Well, let me get... Let me, I've seen all the movies. Yeah. What movies are you talking about? The Jesus movies or whatever? No, no the, the, the movies on the app. Oh, know? I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You must travel a lot. Well, I, I've got my Bible here. And, and what I want to do, what I want to do is... Um, there's, there's just like, where do I start? What could I share with you? There, there's, there's, a, there's a lot that I could share. Mm. But basically... Basically, the story of Jesus is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But if you were to condense it down, this guy took me to this place in Acts chapter 2. And this is where it just condenses it down into, a, like you said, a brief or a shorter, a shorter version. And he started out, it's, it's, it's this guy named the Apostle Peter. He's one of the followers of Jesus. And he's telling this story to these people. And the first thing he does is he explains to them who Jesus is. That's what he wants them to know first. And so I'm just going to read this. It's kind of long, and at first you may be going, I don't get that, but just, just bear with me, all right? We're in the middle of this story. So this guy Peter stood up with the 11. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you live in Jerusalem. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. 
These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was supposed to be. These people are going like, what is going on? What are you guys talking about? He says, let me explain this. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and the signs on the earth below. Fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I know that's like a, a whole lot, and I probably might have lost you there. Sounds like a good sci-fi movie. <laughs> it does, yeah, blood and uh, blood from the moon and everything. But here's the thing that he does. This is one of the things that like, was one of those aha that really caught me, is he takes the story of Jesus, and the first thing he says is you need to understand it's rooted in the Old Testament story. He's taken, so I'm going to tell you about Jesus. And the first thing I want you to know, he takes us to this prophet. This is a guy named Joel. It's in the Bible. It's got this whole section back here. And he's, he's showing how the story of Jesus came from the Old Testament. I don't know if you're familiar. Do you know that there's two sections in the Bible, like Old Testament and New Testament? Okay. So you're starting out kind of at, at 101, beginner level. The Bible has two sections. There's Old Testament and New Testament. And that's kind of like one big story. There's part one and part two. And so I better understand part one if I, uh, part two, if I've read actually part one. So, like, hmm. you've never, never, have you heard of the Old Testament? Have you ever read it before? Very, very little. And it's been years, years ago. Yeah. And like I said, it was confusing more than anything else. Yeah, I, I think that was the same thing for me. And most everybody would go, because you look at the Old Testament, look at that, it's like, all these little bitty pages, little bitty words. And I, I remember when I started reading Genesis, I was pretty good. I got into Exodus, and it was a nice story. And then I just got so bogged down in Leviticus that I just said, I, I, can't, I can't do this. And I kind of gave up too. It seemed too deep, too complicated, and too detailed. But then what this guy and some other people really helped me understand is, is the Old Testament is, is one story. It's got one story basic theme and if you get that one basic theme then it it starts it starts making sense and that theme is it's a story of God working through human history to bring Jesus into the world that's the whole bit of it. You get that, and all of a sudden you start reading, and it starts making sense. And that's really important because you're reading through the Bible, and you're reading about all these people, and every single one of them are so messed up, you'd be going, man, I'm not into that. Those people are so messed up. Why should I be interested? It's kind of like looking at Christians. Like There's so many of them that are so messed up. Why am I interested in that? That's the same thing that happens when you read through the Old Testament. It's like, man, all these, but you're looking at the wrong thing if you're just looking at the people. You've got to look at the story of the God who's working through history in the lives of these people to lead Jesus into their lives. So, like, what to do? Why is that a big deal? Well, there's two reasons why that's important. Because it showed me, or it shows me, what you might call the, the credibility of Jesus. And what I mean by credibility is 
Jesus wasn't just this guy who showed up a long time ago and says, hey, I'm the son of God, everybody come and follow me. Because if somebody knocked on my door this afternoon and said, hey, I'm Jesus, son of God, follow me, I'd say, uh, who are you? But I don't have to ask, who are you? When I realize all of this history, and it's like archaeology confirms that this is legit history, was pointing to and leading to this man, Jesus. Not only that, all these prophecies were pointing to and leading to this man, Jesus. And when he came, it was just as it had been foretold, just as history was known. So that's like, this story is legit. This guy, Jesus, really is everything that all that was leading up to him was saying he would be. But not only that, but I tell you what really, what really struck me is that when I'm reading through the Old Testament, it's, I learned it's not like all these random stories going in all these different directions that are confusing of all these different people in their lives, but it's the story of God working in their lives through the history of their lives to bring Jesus into their lives. And I started wondering, I wonder if he's doing that in my life. I started wondering, could it be that just like the story of these people, that it's not random stuff that's happening, but it's God working through others and through events in my life for one purpose, to bring Jesus into my life. And I don't mean to creep you out or anything, but like, could that be why, why we're here together at this time? Could it be that God, that God is actually at work? Now, that there's a whole bunch more to say. So that's the first thing about Jesus that I learned. But the second thing, it's here in, in verse 22. He says, fellow Israelites, that's why his, his audience were Israelites, right? Listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth, was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Now, there's two things here that we're like, wow, that's, that's impressive. Is that first of all, it says Jesus of Nazareth was a man. And that's what you might call the, the humanity of Jesus, is that I read, and, and, and you know, the, I told you Old Testament, New Testament, the first four New Testament books are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And mm -hmm. they're just four different writers telling the story of Jesus. And so I started reading those just to say, who is this man? And as I was reading it, I started thinking, oh, he's a lot like me. Mm. Like, he had a friend that died. I just had a friend that died last month, and I cried. I mean, I really did. Jesus did. Um, he got hungry. I get hungry. I'm hungry now. Um, he got tired. I get tired. He got thirsty. Uh, when his hands were cut, blood, not smoke or mercury like some space creature. Like blood came out, just like blood comes out of my hand. He, he didn't live in some Mount Olympus or some cloudy, ethereal place. He lived in a place called Nazareth. We could actually go there and we could check it out. Yeah, I've never, I've never thought of Jesus as being relatable. Yeah. I, I, I think I had more of the Olympus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some spiritual being. Yeah. For, you know what's really cool too? Is that if I were to take the Bible and set it aside, there's a lot of history books that were written during the time when he was alive and they tell about him really existing. 
And so it's like, this is, this is real. I think that's, that's important because what you just said is that, first of all, this is not like a, you know, people, people have a negative perception. Jesus is a myth. Jesus is a fairy tale. This is just a legend. Oh, no, this is like, there was really a man who lived in, the, in, in this time of history. And he, and he went through and experienced things like us. So that, that, that shows the, the, um, the, the truth of the story. He was truly a man, but I think it says somebody that can relate to us. You've seen those commercials. Maybe you watched the Super Bowl. I saw one on the Super Bowl. It says, he gets this. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen those? Um, I, I did notice there were a couple of... Yeah. They weren't my favorite commercials, but <laughs> yeah. I did see well, that. Those are Christian commercials. Yeah. But the idea there is... When I'm sad, he knows what that's like because he was sad. When I'm hungry, he knows what that's like. When I, when I have friends that have walked away from me, he gets that. He knows what that's like. He, he understands when I'm tempted to do things I shouldn't. He was tempted to do things he shouldn't. When you have challenges with your friends or um, when you have people that hate you, he, he gets that. And so I just think it's, it's so neat that he's not this God in this faraway palace disconnected from us. But he came to earth and went through what we... But, but that's not all. Because then it goes on to say, he was accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. And so he talks about these miracles I, I, have you ever heard of any of the miracles of Jesus? Are you familiar with any of them? Uh, you know, I, I heard, I, the only one I'm familiar with and I'm not that familiar with, I was somewhere, I think I was at a party somewhere and somebody said something and anyway, they said, Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> oh, at a party, so, huh? Yeah. So I was, that was cool. Yeah. So... So here's what was happening, all right? I'm reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm reading about his story. He's hungry, I get hungry. He's tired, I get tired. His friend dies and he cries, I cry, my friend dies. He, I, he gets me, but, but then it, he turned water to wine. I'm sitting there going, uh, I would love to be able to do that. You know, I'd make some money. Or I, I read about him walking on water. I can't do that. He, he took, oh, sorry? What was the context of that? He was, just in, he was just in a boat with his friends and he saw somebody um, and, he, and, he, and he got out of the boat and started walking on the water towards them. I'm thinking, for real? I've seen uh, magicians do that on YouTube, but this is for real. He had a friend, he had this guy who couldn't see. He healed him, he was blind. He had this friend of his who had died and, and he brought him back to life. And so you're reading this story of Jesus and you're sitting there going, okay, he's a man. But he's doing stuff that real yeah. men don't do. He's more than that. This is, these are signs, Peter said, pointing that this is God. And that's when you're like, that's incredible. The God of the creation who, who created all this that you see out there who made, the, God who's the reason we're breathing right now, who gave us life, came to the earth in the form of Jesus Christ. That's who he is. He's God and man whom of all of history and prophecy was pointing towards. And so 
Sure, he gets me. He understands me. But he's God who can help me. It's kind of like I go to the doctor and say, oh, i got a broken leg, it really hurts. And the doctor can say, oh yeah, I had a broken leg, I know the hurt. Sorry, man, I hope you get feeling better. I need a doctor who says, I know the feeling, I know the pain, and I can help you. That's Jesus. He can do more than understand. He can help. And most of all, he can, I would say, heal me. That's what he did of my brokenness and mm. of my lostness. And that's the next point that Peter is getting ready to make as he talks to us about what Jesus did. But before we go there, I just want to emphasize, Eric, I, I can't tell you how important it is just to come to know who Jesus is. Well, but, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I can tell that you're, you believe all this stuff and that you're passionate about it. I appreciate it. But honestly, it's still, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's interesting, especially the miracle part and some of that. But I don't know. You talk about brokenness and having needs and stories of Jesus. I, it's still kind of. Oh, I know. Like, I, 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 I don't get it. I, guess I wouldn't expect you to come to tears right now and say, yeah. oh, man, I want but to I, become. But I appreciate your passion. Yeah. But what, what, I, what I would suggest that you do is I told you about Matthew Mark, Luke, and John. Which, remind me again who that is. Okay, those are four of Jesus. Those are four authors. The first four authors in the New Testament who are just telling the story of Jesus. Do you have a Bible? Mm, you know, I think I do, actually. I, okay. I, I, you can get it online, though, you right? Can get it I could online. probably get it on my phone Look or into something. the second section of the New Testament and just do this. Just start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And all you're doing there is coming to know who Jesus is. Here's what happens. While there are negative perceptions about Christianity and church and Christians, he's, you're going to find when you read, he's really likable. Honestly, I can't imagine anyone reading the story of Jesus and getting a negative perception. And so... We may never see each other again, but that would, be, that would be the one thing that I would encourage you to do. Now, what I want to do is, is I want us to look now into this next part of the story telling us what Jesus did. Yes, but give me, we've been on this plane a while and I drink a lot of coffee. So okay, you'll okay. have to, if, do you mind letting yeah, me know? Yeah, sure. Sorry man. to, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. All right. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> Next week, when Eric comes back from the restroom. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Not feeling well at all. We're going to continue this conversation. I, I'm moving slowly because I'm stopping to freeze and explain things to you. And we're going to look at what Jesus did, and we're going to look at what that really means. But I, I cannot say this enough. Most important is to first emphasize who Jesus is. If we can just do that. And when you read that story in John chapter 4 of the woman at the well, I was telling you about her earlier, and your life groups were to talk about that last week. She had an encounter with Jesus. 
She came back to her town. She told her story like Caitlin did last week. And then she said to him, come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. She was just getting them before. If we can just get people before Jesus and come to know who Jesus is, that's what will compel them to want to give their lives to him. Because the gospel, the story of Jesus is what, was, what, we're, what we're shooting for. And church, this is really important for those of us who have a Church of Christ background. In, in our heritage, we skipped all this part in Acts chapter 2. And we drove straight to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And our objective was just get them baptized. Repent, be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. I know that verse well, but do I know Jesus? And rushing people to baptism without coming to know Jesus is like me trying to rush somebody to a wedding ceremony to make a lifetime commitment to somebody that they don't even know. Who is Jesus? When we help people come to see and know Jesus, he's so likable. All the negative perceptions come down. The gospel, the power of God and salvation, it explodes in their hearts. That's church what creates faith and that's our goal not just to make baptized people but followers disciples of Jesus Christ and so the whole purpose of this is in our mission of making disciples is to help equip us all to know how to how, how to do this and so Acts 2 is a tool you just walk someone through it working them through these three questions and so we'll continue this next week but please understand it's not just for those of us who are followers of Jesus now we're doing this today and next week and I had Caitlin share last week because there are some of you who are really new to this and you may be here for the first time or you may be live streaming with us and you've been with us or maybe you're here for the first time and you're kind of like Eric not really into it but you're listening and I want to encourage you to come next week also because this is for you as well. And I want to encourage you, if you have a Bible, to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And just say, who is Jesus? And if you have questions, or want to talk to some of us about that, or want to know more, don't hesitate to let us know. So let, let's, let's stand now and close with a prayer. Father, you... you call us to be reminded of that which is of first importance the gospel and thank you for this reminder today God may it go beyond our heads and into our hearts and may it burn with a passion that is, cannot be quenched may we be like Jeremiah that there is a fire in us that we cannot keep within and may you lead us and guide us and may we be receptive and sensitive to your, your leading and your guiding Lord God to people who do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Give us courage, Lord God, in those moments. Let us be filled with your Spirit and led by your Spirit. And Father, we pray that you will take this life-changing message of the gospel and let it explode in the hearts of those who are, who are hearing it today for the first time to bring them to a faith in you. 
And Father, as we move into this time of prayer together and our, our worship team, we offer this song to you in prayer. I certainly want to pray for Mark and Jody Bush who are going to be doing this very thing as they go to Mexico very soon to be ambassadors of the gospel. Fill them with your spirit. So much so that when their mouths open, your spirit speaks. That when they hug and touch, it will be the touch of your spirit. Use them to take Jesus to the precious people where they're going to be serving. Father, we come before you and we offer this song up to you in prayer. And I want to encourage anybody that's here today with heavy heart that has something that they need prayers for. Uh, our shepherds are here to pray with you and just reach out to one of them. Or if you know someone that you need to go up to and just give a hug and, and reach out to and pray and pray with them, I want to encourage you to do that as we lift this song up to God. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the Senior Minister for the Eastside Church of Christ. Sure want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope today's message was indeed a blessing to you. I'd like to invite you to browse our website at eastsidesprings.com to get more information or to contact us. And as always, we indeed welcome you to join us for our worship service in Colorado Springs as we seek to live out Jesus' mission of making disciples of all nations.